Welcome to Grace Story Podcast. We're here to connect you with education, resources, and community that equip you for the journey of restoration. My name's Nate Davison. I am your host here at Grace Story Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I believe this is episode number 77. So that's the perfect number, as, as I recall. So good things are going to happen today. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know exactly what I'm going to say right when I go through the intro. And so, uh, you know, I have guests with me today that are also kind of the same. So we'll see what happens. Amber Jones is with us. She's the Grace Story president and founder. And then also we have uh, uh, Ryan Waters, who is the uh, content strategy director here at Grace Story Ministries. And also kind of our, you know how you have a poet laureate, that person that is just awesome at what they do. So you just put them in that position within your organization. He's all things counseling within Grace Story Ministries. So we're glad to have uh, him here. Welcome both of you to the show. That was a lot of pressure, but thank you for. <laughs> for I am honored to have a conversation with both of you today, and I think it'll be a lot of fun, but hopefully really informative as well. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about uh, men's conferences. We had a, a, a conference uh, just in November, a women's conference, and one of the women sent in a, a, a question for us, and I'm going to read that question um, to you here in just a moment. But the question itself prompted us to say, hey, Maybe we should get together, have a podcast kind of describing what men's conference is, what it isn't, who it's for. Um, I wouldn't say who it's for, who it's not for because it's for everyone. Um, and then also maybe some of those barriers that men have to spiritual growth, barriers that men have to getting emotional or uh, mental health help. Um, and so the question was sent in anonymously and it goes like this, how can we encourage and convince guys to check out the Men's Grace Story Conference when that's, quote, not their thing. And I've heard that a lot. It's not my thing, which kind of puts me down a rabbit trail of how is spiritual leadership, emotional intelligence, and healthy relationships just not your thing? I, what, who are you? But if you don't know, you don't know. Um, she goes on to say, what is some advice to combat the stigma or stereotype of this kind of conference? Um, we need guys to promote this loud and unashamed. Because as a woman, I'm not sure how much weight my opinion holds. At least that's what it feels like. Um, wow. Uh, a lot there. But Amber, I guess I'd throw it over to you, especially with that last phrase. I don't know how much my opinion, uh, my, the weight my opinion holds as a woman. What are some of the stigma around men's conference and how do we get away from that? It's a big loaded question. Yeah, it is loaded. And I think just to speak for a moment, this is clearly coming from... Um, at least what I'm making up about this particular um, person who's writing in. And I think it's representative of many of the women who come to Grace Story um, and are part of that Grace Story community is we have benefited for five years, right? Like we have benefited from the growth, the learning, the community, um, the diversity of um, church backgrounds that are there. And we want this desperately for the men in our lives, the fathers, brothers, our sons. I'm so grateful that my family is there and my sons are growing up in this environment. Um, it's just a natural part of their lingo even now. But um, I think that in, especially in um, dysfunctional marriages where there's already some tension present and 
you are wanting so much to heal and grow back together and you're not sure how to speak to one another and that's what we're you know that's one of the things we're teaching is communication but how do I share this without it coming across as you need this and this is something you need in order to be able to lead our home and for it to be one more nagging thing how as a woman do I communicate this as an act of love as a respect to my husband who mm. I want to grow in relationship with and so that's kind of where I'm I'm hearing that question from how do I communicate with my husband in a way he can hear me loving him and respecting him in this request to be involved I think you can take it even to not a dysfunctional relationship because if you go to your husband and you're in what seems like a healthy relationship, which there's always room for growth, better communication, mm-hmm. you may not even know uh, some of the issues going on uh, with the tension. But if you go to someone and you're like, hey, I think you should go, what? I thought everything was fine. I'm blindsided by this. What, what are you talking yeah. mm-hmm. Did I do something? Of course, that type of response could be indicative of some type of, you know, hyperactive defense mechanism from some childhood trauma. But that's for another episode. I guess I kick it over <laughs> to you, Ryan, with that. As you're going through, let's not just uh, leave it with marriages, dysfunctional or not, but also we've had mm-hmm. some people reaching out to young men in their church. Um, they're, they're single as well, struggling with this issue or that. Um, and don't just siphon that down to pornography. Um, this is not a pornography conference. Um, we may talk about pornography, but more the symptoms that lead to pornography use um, and the issues mm-hmm. that lead to that uh, as a coping mechanism, etc. But talking to men in general, with, no matter where they are on their journey of life, single or not, mm-hmm. children or not, whatever it may be, what is an effective way to communicate to them that, that conference might be a great place for them for spiritual growth without making it like, hey, I noticed you're broken and you're terrible at life, and I have a conference for you. Like that doesn't that doesn't translate well. How would you Sign approach someone sure. if you were going to invite them to conference? Just a man in general. Yeah, well, I, I really like what uh, Amber struggled out with there, which is uh, especially if the wife has been able to attend one of the women's conferences, she can say, "I have so loved and valued what I've been able to experience here." And I can't wait. I want to share it with other people. And now that they have men's, I want to share it with you. And Mm -hmm. so kind of speaking out of your own experience in ways that you've benefited from it can be a really great inroad to that. The other idea that I had was, um, if I can tell a quick story, um, a, uh, a friend of mine, a couple, they, as a gift to each other for their anniversary, did a check-in with the marriage counselor like hey just poke around Mm. see we think we're doing great but just poke around is there anything going on that you can see or any tips that you can give us to help us continue to grow and improve and I thought wow that's a really cool idea I like that not in crisis no big fires that need to be put out but just hey poke around and see what's going on how are we really doing and there's a yeah there's a curiosity even humility to that that I think really allows healthy growth to happen well more than that what what the the word that comes to mind for me is trust because like yeah opening up hey do you see any faults do you see any issues do you see any ways i can grow uh 
That's yeah. one thing to talk about yourself, but in a relationship where there's two dynamic living beings with different, uh, yeah, sure, two will become one, but they still have two different brains. Um, sure. There, there probably was something. Um, my goodness. So, <laughs> sorry, that just blows me. Who, who does that? <laughs> I've, I've never <laughs> thought of that as a, yeah. hey, honey, you know what I got for us? Marriage counseling. I know. Happy birthday. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. A, I thought it was great. And, and again, is, this this yeah. wasn't, and it really wasn't because I I know them. It really wasn't flowing out of a. Oh, I'm finally going to get them into the door. <laughs> right. You know, right. <laughs> it was everything was good. It was just we wanted not to just be good. We wanted to be great. You know, and maybe yeah. having someone who has a lot of outside experience and outside perspective can you know, point out some things that I can do, we can do differently that would allow us to really thrive in new ways. And so that's kind of the context that I view men's conference into, at least the way to uh, frame it, because I think it's reality. We want this abundant life that Jesus talks about, like, what in the world is that? You know, one of the things I really love was that, um, I'm blanking on which early church father it was, but maybe Augustine said, uh, the glory of God is man fully alive. And like, man, what would it look like if we had uh, friend groups, church bodies full of men who are fully alive? That would be amazing. And that's what I hope conference can can lead to. Well, first of all, you could have said any, you could have made up a name for an early church father and we would not have known. But <laughs> what, a, what an awesome way to, to think about what the church could be. Um, and I think that that isn't just looking at and like, man, I wish every other guy would be so alive. Like, just let's start in here. Where where do I need? Where could I be more alive? Um, yeah. Where could I? I love the way Amy this? Lancaster, who is Amy Lancaster with We Will Go down in Jackson, Mississippi, when she was at Women's Conference this year, she said, "You know, we all are waiting for the change in the world, and we want revival, and we want mm-hmm. you know somebody to go take care of the orphans." And she said, "Everybody say, I am somebody. I yeah. am somebody." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we if we take that moment to stand up and say, I am somebody. And I think that that really probably addresses maybe one of the core hidden fears that so many of us, both men and women, just human beings have. And that's, am I going to be discovered Mm -hmm. as not enough? Am I going to be discovered as not somebody worthy of standing up, Mm -hmm. worthy of leading my family? Sure. And. And so just back to that couple, you know, I think we go to family practitioners and just get a yearly checkup. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot of, um, you know, comparison given between mental health. And, you know, if you had a problem, you'd go and you'd get it fixed. But also if you didn't have a problem, you'd go and get your your yearly physical. And then that family practitioner is trained to pick up on the first signs of something deeper. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where Grace Story is. When we when you show up at Grace Story Conference, we're just there as that safe community who is doing life together, who is cheering each other on through our community groups. We've got the app coming out, so we're going to be right there available more often. And um, And then we have ways to direct you if you do have something come up then. Um, we have ways, the counseling referral service that's free and confidential, the podcast, the YouTube. We have other ways that dig down a little deeper throughout the year um, 
to help to help connect you with those deeper resources needed. But we have people that come to women's conference and say, I just, I want to know how to be a better woman, a better wife, a better friend, to hear stories without being blown away, um, to live empathetically, and um, just to be more emotionally aware, to be trauma-informed, so that I can work in a world, minister to a world that has a lot of stuff coming at it. Yeah, when you think about trying to minister to a world where uh, most everyone has experienced some level, of, everyone's experienced some level of trauma, but a lot have experienced some pretty severe trauma. And when you go in that into those situations and try to relate to them or talk to them or minister or help, and then they blow up at you and you're like, what did I even say? Well, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Coming and getting equipped to be like, oh, before conference, before I've been here, I would have said that. Or, yeah, I would never have just sat with someone in silence and had the power of presence in grief. I would have been like, yeah. all right, I've got my list of grief verses. Let's start. Um, I'll check them off as we go. <laughs> sure. Like, that yeah. is trauma-informed. Mm-hmm. And also our target audience is not the individuals, uh, and again, to go to the comparison of you know physical needs and emotional, spiritual mental health needs. Um, there are people that say, I've never been a sick, I've never been sick a day in my life, but you ask them the last time they've been to the hospital or to a doctor. Yeah, sure. You can't be diagnosed with an illness if you, if you never check up on it. Mm -hmm. So you are healthy as a horse till you, you know, you aren't, but we're talking about the people that, uh, at least for me, I, before women's con, it's a a great story conference is my favorite women's conference. I go to every year and they just (laughs) let me in. I don't know why. But the help I've received from there before that, I feel like I was just coasting, um, surviving, uh, coping. Um, and then when you start to learn some of these fundamental things about even just boundaries, um, stop there. Mm-hmm. You can spend a year, two, five uh, working on boundaries alone. You start learning about these things, communication, uh, healthy relationships, um, all these things, you start to, your relationships change good for, for some, and then relation they, the way they interact with a boundary you've set. Uh, and all of a sudden, your life is changed, uh, and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, now what's the next step? What's the next step? Yeah. Um, and I know I'm, that's why when women are talking about, man, you're going to love this, it's because it's hard to put into words exactly what happens as you start to learn fundamental things, not only about yourself, the way you interact, it's emotional IQ is what it is. As your mm-hmm. emotional IQ goes up, um, you start to uh, want to explain that to other people, but it's really, you just have to be there, experience it and learn along with others. I guess it'd be like trying to tell people about your favorite class at college and like siphon all the information down into a 30 second, like, here's what you're going to learn an intro to psychology and like, no, it's a whole class experience and conversations and mentoring uh, from people that have been there and gone on a journey just before you. One thing that I, I like too, just to build on that, on that, Nate, <clears throat> I think there is a misconception and this is partly uh, a big part of Western society that men have to be invulnerable that we have to be anti-dependent, in other words, very self-sufficient. And Grace Story is going to push back on that a little bit and say, actually, we're made to be in community. Mm. 
And when we try and act as if we're not, we tend to try and end up living out of deficit and we just feel drained and empty like we're running on fumes and also fear, a lot of fear. Like, man, what happens if people really get to know when they find out that I don't have life together as much as I project that I do? And I hope that grace story can be a place where guys can come and say, yeah, I don't have it all together. And that actually makes me normal, not abnormal. And in the safety of that, you can find other men who are saying, yeah, I don't got it all together either. Here's what I'm learning. Here's how I'm growing. And how can I help support you in that process too? Well, especially in a generation where we don't necessarily go ask, we get it on, we go to YouTube. Like, yeah. How do I change the alternator? Ooh, well, I don't want anybody to know that I don't know what I'm doing on my car. So I guess I'll yeah. spend the next 24 hours on YouTube trying to figure this out. Um, yeah. That reminds, I was talking to a psychiatric nurse practitioner friend of mine about mental health, emotional IQ, learning boundaries for men. Um, and he was saying what he sees in his practice is that Men don't really have a pattern to follow after in the, in the general public. I'm sure there are exceptions and I love that for them, but in the general public, there's not like, yeah, my dad would talk to me about what he did in therapy or we sat around the fire and, you know, I have a group of friends that I share everything with. And the other night we were talking about what we were learning in therapy or what I did in small group, or here's how I'm expanding my emotional IQ this week. Instead, it's more like, uh, yeah, so yeah, I got a new PR on, uh, you know, my bench press. Like, here's how I did it. Uh, be like me. I'm better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a, a different dynamic to the relationship among men because community requires vulnerability. It really does. Well, and posturing, that posturing yeah. that happens so often. And I know I'm a woman speaking about this, but... Um, quite a few years ago now um, my dad and I were sharing our family story and um, one of the places we did that was at a men's retreat and I joined them for brunch afterwards and just was blown away at the differences between how women interact after a talk like that and how men interact and women would just be like hugging each other and you know sharing their own stories of oh this is you know this is going to be so healing this is going to be so great right and we went in and during that men's brunch it was like the posturing of one-upping the stories of being beaten in the woodshed and I was just like oh wow there's just so much here that needs um, this, 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 this needs help. What? When we're just eating bacon as if it doesn't matter, you know, but the truth is like, that's, that's what feels safe is I can tell my story as long as mm-hmm. I keep that exterior together that, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, you know, it made me into the man I am today. And, um, and I, I just wonder if there aren't, and this has been my heart since I started Grace Story is for this men's conference. Um, I started with women because that's who I know, right? And um, and I have longed, longed to have the companion conference of men's because it's not about one-sided healing. It's about family healing and being able to um, walk alongside men who did not have that modeled well who the only way to survive was to do the posturing starting at a young age 
and we can see this in, in kids as they, you know, they're already starting that. And I just think, wow, there's, there's such a place though, because if you know a man in your life, if you can think of one, a man in your life who you respect deeply, who you trust deeply, what is the character of that man? What is his exterior persona? And it's probably a man who is real, who has been real with you. Someone who has, has just gotten into your world, who has built trust, equity, because he's been present with you in some of your lowest times. Someone who has built love value with you, even, and it has not cost you your authentic self in order to be known and valued and accepted by this person. And there is something so beautiful about the mentorship, the simple mentorship of presence, and we make it so hard. And when we come together at men's conference, I am so excited to see that first year of men who are stepping out into the unknown um, my, my, my voice just went into the song, into the unknown, um, but who are stepping into the unknown and saying, you know what? I am scared. I am doing this scared, but I am doing this brave because it matters more than my fear. And that, that first year of, of men is going to be some of the bravest pioneers, trailblazers that we have that are walking in courage because their why, yes, it's for themselves, but their why is so much bigger. You're seeing this need for men in this culture who stand up, who represent. And I'll tell you, I, I know that there's going to be, you know, some men that probably are hearing be like, mm, yeah, well, I'm just telling you, that's not me, but it can be. You get to choose that because this is not a place where we're posturing all the strong things, all the stereotypical man things. This is a place where we're coming together to say, I want to look at the, look at myself in the mirror and, and just know that someone has my back, that I can have Mm -hmm. my own back, you know, that I am going to choose to make those boundaries and set those boundaries and be on a journey to learn how to do this and to give myself permission and the grace to do it messy. Mm-hmm. I think you hit on something there that's, that's so important that Grace Story is not just a mental health conference for people who have been broken. Um, yes, there there's a demographic there for that. And it's not just for people who are there to um, help with other broken people in their life. One thing that I, I I know that Great Story Men's Conference is going to touch on is what does it actually mean to be a man in our culture? What does that actually mean to be the spiritual leader of not only your home, mm-hmm. but if you're single, your church family, be a spiritual leader in your community, uh, within your own neighborhood, just learning your neighbor's names and reaching out to them and being a source of uh, a biblical manhood, um, a, a leader that people can, hey, I know who I can go to to ask a question, or I know who I can go to uh, to be a resource for me. And uh, again, I hear people like, I hear it in my own head, actually. Yeah, that's not me, but some other people should step up because that could be like, no, that can be me. 
I just have to get the courage to show mm-hmm. up and Grace Story Men's Conference, a legacy conference coming up in May 2023, is and can be your first step towards being this person. Because, like, is it okay that I'm not John Wayne? Is it okay that I'm not just like, I want to go hunt Sasquatch? Or is it okay if I have what my culture might consider nerdy, uh, uh, like hobbies or, you know, what is cool at the time or what is manly at the time? And what does it mean to be an actual man in, in the culture that we're in right now? Cause it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm always that warrior and I have to have it all together and spear in hand. I'm going to conquer the world for, you know, that's great. But what does manhood actually look like and spiritual leadership look like? Um, and I know we're going to talk about that at conference. Yeah, the diversity of manhood. Like it's not yeah. one thing. And I think one of the things when starting Gray Story that was so important to me was that we not just have a call to action that happens at so many conferences where it's like, a call to be a spiritual leader, a call to be more emotionally healthy or to, you know, love your wife better, but to actually have the call to action paired immediately with the tools that equip you for that action. So that Mm -hmm. when we're, when we're speaking about not pornography this year, Dr. Barber is going to be speaking on intimacy and how Mm -hmm. to have that intimacy and relationship um, and, and so what do we do with it? We're going to equip you in real time with those first steps. Um, Dr. Tim, uh, Dr. Bar- um, Trent, sorry, Dr. Trent that is coming in talking about the blessing. How do you get that blessing back if you've never been given the blessing from your own father? And then mm-hmm. we have Tim Keep coming from Shepherd's Global Classroom and they have fantastic resources um, for anybody trying to research and relearn their God narrative and reintroducing Jesus in that way. Well, and you have Jared Lopes coming as well from uh, the Dad Tired ministry. And one of his key phrases that he talks about is always stumbling forward as a spiritual leader, giving you permission to do it messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, healing is messy, yes, but also just life is messy. And, you know, like we talk about when it comes to your faith and Christ following, you don't get cleaned up first to get in the shower. Mm-hmm. You get in the shower as you are and you, you clean up. Um, and when it comes to getting tools and learning how to do things, I know for me, a lot of times I'm like, well, before I actually commit to this, I need to look golf. I need to learn how to be perfect at golf before I go to the golf course. Right. Like, otherwise I'm going to be embarrassed and then everybody's going to find back to that. Find me out. They're going to know that I'm an imposter. Um, And so I I want to throw a question over to Ryan. So talking to guys out there who are kind of, well, I guess that is kind of me, you know, I I do want to be perfect at that. Or I don't know how vulnerable I want to be yet. Um, Your conference sounds like we're going to be sitting around in groups talking about our failures. And I already do that at church and I don't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to guys that are coming there wanting to be less than vulnerable, um, but also they are hearing what we're saying, like, yeah, I do want to be something more that I, I want to be a better version of who I am, not just for myself, but for my family, my friends, those around me, because I know I can do better. Um, but also I just feel like an imposter. 
mm-hmm. uh, if I even try, because people are going to be like, oh, here he goes again. Sure. He's going to try something else. Um, what, what do you say to those guys? First of all, I resonate with that person because in many ways I am that person. I, I have those same fears and struggles too. Uh, as far as the vulnerability piece goes, Grace Story does not believe in forced vulnerability. That's called a gulag, an interrogation. Thank <laughs> we don't, yeah. we right. don't do that here. <laughs> that is not who we are or what we do. Will we provide opportunity and space for people to heal? And is vulnerability often a part of that? Sure, absolutely. But no one's going to be sitting across from you looking you in the eye and say, tell me all your deep, deep dark secrets. Like, right. that's just not going to happen. That isn't safe. That isn't. Uh, that only happens when there's been relationship built that has earned that trust. So, let's take that fear off the table as much as we can. For the person who says, "All right, I recognize that I don't have it all together," uh, that I want to normalize that. Like, yeah, most of the people I talk to want to do better. They want to heal. They want to be great leaders of others and particularly their family, but they don't always have the tools to know how to do that. And that's not a failure on your part or deficiency. That's a lack of education. And that's what Grace Story is in large part here. And I also want to normalize the lack of knowledge because maybe I'll just speak out of my own experience. My, my dad passed away when I was 14. And so I missed a lot of experiential opportunities here to learn about manhood, masculinity, what's it like to do these things? And I'm talking about simple things like my dad was a great mechanic. I've had to YouTube university, figure a lot of this out (laughs) or talk to my brothers, like, how do I do this? And that's been a part of my own healing journey. So I want to normalize, like for some people, either that father wasn't there or their dad was, had his own baggage that prohibited him from being fully present in your life. That is not your fault. And I want to, again, just emphasize that. Grace Story is here to help you figure out, okay, what did I miss and what do I do with that now? Because I have all these people coming after me and my kids, my, my siblings maybe now or friends and family in the church that I want to be fully present for, but I just don't know how to do it. That's why we're here is to help answer those questions for you. So we're not going to force that on you, but if you want that, then come join a lot of other men who want the same thing. Yeah, and, and if you do, I think you'll find, uh, at least this is my my story, I have a lot to work on from what I learn at men, women's conference, soon to be men's conference, but from women's conference alone, um, you know, of relationships, uh, growing closer to God, uh, some of the theology uh, that you have to wrestle with down through the year, we that's broken down there as well. Um, and then you find yourself like, yeah, I have a lot to work on, but I cannot wait to get back to Grace Story Conference next year yeah. to sit in that seat and get more uh, so that I can work on more because your emotional IQ does go up. And one other thing you touched on, Ryan, which I think is very important to say what Grace Story Ministries and the conferences is not. It is not an opportunity for speakers, storytellers, uh, attendees to bash their parents. No. Or be like, yeah, yeah, my parents are worse than your parents. Well, let me tell you about my, like, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it gives you more empathy. And we've had some storytellers say that, like, the more I learn, the more I have empathy for my parents who are doing the best they could. And while they did inflict true trauma 
onto me, I can, and through the work of licensed counselor, whatever it may be, um, you, you start to forgive or you start to understand what someone's role was uh, or where somebody was. It is also not an opportunity to bash churches, denominations, mm-hmm. certainly hold people accountable for for uh, things that have been done that need to be held accountable for, but not just open season, sarcasm, snarky uh, comments, yes. uh, side-eyed, whatever it may be against uh, denominations, movements, if you will, whatever it may be. No, in fact, we love to partner with the church because mm-hmm. it's holistic healing and I'm going to throw it over to Amber to talk more about that. But the spiritual aspect uh, is it, it's not just the mental health part of men's conference, women's conference is not the all end all of, of what conference is. It's holistic healing relationship and spiritual side. Mm-hmm. The partnering with churches and pastors is very important to us at Grace Story. Yeah, we know that our pastors are the frontline ministry workers. They are the first line of defense yes. and research will tell you that Um, even people that do not consider themselves religious when they are having life crisis 90 I think it's 90 percent of people will go first to a church in their community for help and Mm -hmm. so coming alongside what pastors youth workers um, you know what churches are doing is at the heart of of our ministry here as well um, we also understand that a large part of our Grace Story audience has in some way experienced church hurt or church trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and so we like to say there's, there's a differentiation because church hurt is done by human beings who are imperfect mm-hmm. and are not, often not being held accountable. And, um, and we have resource bases. We won't get into this podcast, but we have resource bases that are there to help with that. Um, and at the same time, there are some very um, trauma-informed pastors who are doing the very best they can, and they're coming alongside and referring people over. And so we like to say we can pick up where that pastor um, is shepherding to the very extent that he knows, and then we pick up where, where maybe his work ends and um, move into that healing element from another another side of things, another perspective. Um, we are not in competition with the church. We like to think of ourselves as a resource that comes alongside um, mm-hmm. what they're already doing. Well, and to that end, uh, I know our conferences over the last few years have purposely been in a church that we have vetted and consider safe to attend uh, for people that may have had that trauma. And it's on purpose to, I, there are people that have had tra- traumatic situations with individuals who are representing the church in their lives and going back to church can be triggering truly. Yep. And by triggering, I mean, you have an involuntary reaction. Your body, uh, as it remembers that trauma, goes into fight or flight and you, you lose a little bit of control there. And that's scary. I want to control that. Um, so having them have a, a, uh, a kind of an exposure therapy in a safe, sacred, uh, uh, spirit filled place to, uh, Hey, this is safe. Okay. I understand. And that's on purpose. In fact, most of what Grace story does is on purpose, uh, with what we're doing. Um, I, I know we're coming to kind of the end of, of our time. 
And I feel like the three of us could just talk on for a couple of hours, but mm-hmm. then people would tune out. But I think I'd throw it over to, and I'll go Amber and then Ryan. If you were going to do a little elevator pitch to a guy that's out there, um, he's on the bubble because those are the ones we're talking to. Those that have already said, no, not my thing. I ain't going like, okay, well, we'll see you in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> but the ones that are like on the bubble, I don't know. It sounds great. Maybe I should go. Maybe I shouldn't. If you were talking to that individual and trying to explain to them the return on investment uh, of what they will get by investing in that uh, admission to Gray Story Conference. What, as they walk out the doors after conference, after they've been through the pre-bash with food trucks and all sorts of games and music uh, and, and food, and then they move into sessions and there's coffee and they're learning about intimacy. They're learning about what it means to be a spiritual leader and doing it messy. They're learning about uh, some individual's stories and honestly understanding what it might be like to be in therapy. Some people are going to share parts of their story with that. After they come out of that uh, and have drank from the fire hose, what is their return on investment uh, coming out of conference? You've done it alone long enough. And I think there is something to the whole man up, toughen up, get through this, lead well, do the best you can, YouTube your life. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that God has so much more for you. I know he does. When we have lived life in survival for so long, we get comfortable there, even if we don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there's a place where just maybe, just maybe, I could learn how to be the guy I've always wanted to be. And I don't have to piece it together like a chameleon through this football star that I see here and this spiritual TV preacher here and this, you know, and piece together this perfect image of who I think this guy should be that I should be. That it's actually possible, truly possible. And I want to hold this hope for you as the listener until you're able to experience it for yourself. Because I, I, have, I know this is the journey that God has brought me on from being jealous at funerals, just trying to get by with the checklist of life so that I can get in on a technicality to learning that God truly is the God with us. And he, he does draw near to you. And I am so excited for you to come and be a part of men's conference, for you to come and see other men who are falling forward and doing it well and getting back up and being a part of this community. It's going to be something you have not experienced before, very likely have not experienced before. And it is so special. And I just invite you to muster every, you know, that that faith like a mustard seed. It just takes that initial investment in saying, I'm going to try. And I believe in you and I believe that you can do it. 
Ryan, I throw that same question over to you as people are listening in and what, what can I expect? What would you say to people as they're thinking, what am I going to get out of that? Sure. What is my return on investment yeah. if I were to come to Great Story Men's Conference? Two things that came up for me when you asked that question. One was, I hope, and this is what I believe will happen, that men walk away feeling motivated instead of discouraged or hopeless, that they have hope again, that change is possible, not just for other people, but for me. And second, that they walk away better equipped to know how to actually do that. Now I have this feeling, not just misguided or unguided, but what are the tools that I can actually implement when I get home? How can I better connect with my kids? How can I better connect with my wife? What can I do with the anger that I can't quite seem to get rid of inside of me? Is it still scary for me to lean into hard conversations and relationships? Sure, but do I have more courage to do that because I know better how to do it now? The other, I guess I'll add one more, is community. Uh, my brother told me recently he was doing uh, some, some studying and learned that, especially in the context in which the New Testament was written, it's in a Roman context, a Roman culture. And in Roman culture, particularly in, in battle, the, you were never a solo soldier out there doing it. Even in, when you had shields, one of the battle formations was standing side by side and you would lock your shields. And so you would protect not just yourself, but also the person behind you and around you. And our Western society often has that John Wayne solo mentality. It's just me and my six shooter out there. When in reality, we're made to be part of a battle formation where we're standing side by side with our brothers and sisters, you know, shields locked next to each other saying, you have my back, I have your back. And that's what I hope you walk away from this conference feeling like, I'm not in this alone. I have other people who uh, are act actively protecting and encouraging and supporting me in this process. We're made for that. And I hope you can get a sense of that even at this conference. Well, that's true of women that come out of the women's conference. They build relationships and have over the last few years where they reach out to each other down through the year um, and they're communicating and they're leaning on each other and their shields are locked. They have each other's back. Mm -hmm. So guys, if you're out there and you're listening and you're tired of isolation and wondering what the cost of authenticity is gonna be for yourself and you wanna be a better version of yourself and you don't know and you don't fully understand and you think you have to have it all together and you have to be smarter or, or stronger or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. there's a group of guys we already have. I mean, we're, we're not even, uh, we're still, what, several months out, already over 50 tickets sold to men's conference and it hasn't even, nobody knows yet what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. There's already a good group of guys that are hungry for more and want to be better versions of themselves and be spiritual leaders and be fully alive mm -hmm. and move forward together, shields locked, uh, and, and, and so much is going to be discovered about each individual at that place among themselves. But again, you can also be known there and understood and not judged uh, right where you are. Um, so, all right, we could go on forever, but we have to stop. Um, so Amber and, and Ryan, thank you for coming on mm -hmm. the show today. And 
thank you for trying to answer some of those questions uh, that some people have had and explain a little bit about Grace Story Men's Conference. Yeah, and it's just been great to be able to have this conversation. And my gift to the men who are listening to this podcast or the women who are going to use this podcast to share that conversation with their men um, is I'd really love for you to, to get in on this soon. And um, that's part of the taking the courage while you have it, you know, mm-hmm. acting on that and locking it in and uh, then start getting excited about it. So we really do want to offer you a code today, courage 20. And um, if you will put that into that registration link, that's probably down in the show notes. Can we put that in the show notes? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have it okay. in the show notes. And so Courage 20, that'll save you 20% off. And that code will go through the end of February. So consider that our Valentine's gift to you or something you can use to give a Valentine's gift to your spouse. So, um, mm-hmm. and that that's good as well for Women's Conference. So maybe get that for each other as we talked at the top of this podcast about that healthy marriage who just tried to do a little preventative care. Um, And so we encourage you to do the same thing. Use code courage 20 to save 20%. And may this be the year where you and your spouse begin to find an even another level of closeness and relationship. All right. Courage 20. You can either click the link in the show notes or to go to gracestoryministries.com. We have a link up there. Just register for men's conference right out of the gate. Uh, and, and if you're feeling alone out there and you're like, well, they keep talking about my wife. I don't have one. Um, I would love for her to buy me one. One thing I've noticed, and we are intentional about uh, at conference is no one is alone. We're actually looking for people that look like they're alone. Like, Hey, well, how'd you get here? Who are you? Let's, let's talk. Um, no one is alone at conference. Um, so make sure just if, if you have any questions, you can send us an email. Mine is Nate at greatstoryministries.com. Ryan's is Ryan at GraceStoryMinistries.com. Amber, you can reach her multiple ways. What's that? We like to be unique here. Yeah, very (laughs) unique. And then Amber, you can reach her several different ways, but message on social media, email, uh, whatever it may be. Um, And uh, so, yeah, there's all sorts of ways to communicate and get there. Use that Courage 20 uh, before the end of February. All right. Thank you so much for listening in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts on that app, go ahead and give us a follow, tap a five-star rating, and drop a review. If you're over on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. Like I say every time, there's no us without you. Uh, So get engaged. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, we'll be praying for you on your journey of restoration.